When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast by Tiny Leaps Big Changes Podcast Network. Now, it's Thursday, December 4th, and the stock market is at an all-time high, and it continues to rage on. Is COVID over? Is the stock market just going to keep running? Well, trend lines may teach you a little bit something about market trends, and today... Our topic is trend lines. So I hope you enjoy. Trend lines are the easiest and most simplest technical analysis tool there is to use, bar none. I mean, there are other, there are oscillators and uh, momentum indicators also that are pretty easy to read, but I'm not talking about reading. We're talking about tools that you can actually are applying to the graph. Now, what are trend lines? Let's we'll just first talk about trends. In the last uh, the last school session, right, we talked about following that river, right? The river being the the trend, the sentiment, how the market in, as an entirety is moving. If it's moving down, is it moving up? Is it moving sideways? That river, right? is essentially the trend, right? The trend of the the market. You can do the trend of stocks, the trend of sectors. Everything has a trend. Price has a trend. So trend lines are lines that follow a trend, quite simply. That's why I said it's the easiest tool to use because it's right in the name. Now, the line is overlaid on the graph, right? The graph that shows the price action of a security, right? A stock, an ETF, uh, any of those things. Now, the trend line connects the highest points on the graph and the lowest points on the graph. I will call them peaks and bottoms. The ascending trend lines and descending trend lines. So when we say connects the highest peaks, if a graph is going up, a candlestick graph, not anything else, the lines on a candlestick Right, touch the top or the closing of the highest bars, and similarly, the uh, descending on a downtrending candlestick chart touch the bottoms. Right, what that does is it creates a essentially a floor and a ceiling to a particular trend. Right, so we'll talk about support and resistance later on. But trend lines essentially create a support and a resistance level or, in layman's terms, a roof and a ceiling. If you throw a ball on the floor, it hits the floor and it goes where? Up. Similarly, if you jump up and you hit the top of the ceiling, you will come down. It's the same thing. Now, trend lines trend lines are validated by how many times it touches a particular part of a graph. So if something is trending up and it's really it's going bouncing up coming down bouncing up coming down bouncing up coming down if you have a trend line that's able to touch all of those tops or touch two or three or more right two or more typically indicates a sort of strength 
the more times that the the stock price action touches that line, it indicates the strength of the trend line. Now, the trend line itself is only an overlay. It has no impact on price action. But the trend line represents emotion, right? We talked about it in the last episode. Emotion drives the stock market. Emotionally is an emotionally charged market where people buy and sell based on what has happened in the past because they're 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 trying to preserve their profits and maximize their profits. So if something is trending up and it hits a point, let's say let's use it, let's use the number zero through ten. Let's say a certain stock, let's say Ford, for example. Let's say Ford hits ten dollars and that was its height. And it comes down and it comes down to it comes down to five dollars and then it goes up and then it goes up to eleven dollars and comes back down. But instead of coming down to five again, it comes down to six. Right. And then it goes up again. It goes up to twelve. Now you can draw a trend line going up because you have consistently higher highs and higher lows. So those the points on the, 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 the rise and the fall, those connect. So the next time that Ford goes down, people are going to assume that when it hits the next line down, which would be essentially seven, right? If you draw the bottom line connecting the bottoms, the next number logically would be seven. People are going to assume that when it hits seven, it's going to bounce back up. Now, the price doesn't care what people assume, but people buy and sell based on what they assume. So what do they do? They cover their shorts, and just ignore this terminology for now, they cover their shorts at 7, and buyers buy at 7. So that brings the price back up. Now, what happens when the price gets to 13? Well, the last time the stock rose, it reached 10, came down, reached 11, came down, reached 12. So it's been going up by increments of 1. Again, I'm, we're breaking it. We're trying to make it very simple here. There's no way to actually look at that very so concretely on a graph. We're looking very abstract, but we notice that every time it goes up again, it's not been going as low, but every time it's going higher by at least one. So people are going to assume at 13, they're going to assume it's going to go down again. So what do people do? Buyers start to sell the shares they have because they assume it's going to come down again. And sellers begin to start selling or shorting the stock at 13. So all price action is is where people have emotion in regards to a particular security, right, or enthusiasm. If people think it's going to go up, they buy. If people think it's going to go down, they sell. All trend lines do are connect the most recent or, or long-term emotional sticking points of buyers and sellers in the market. So if you can uh, draw a trend line, you can draw it on a bigger chart or a smaller chart. It doesn't matter. The length doesn't matter. It does behoove you to go from the outside in, like we talked about, the outside in trading strategy, going from a bigger time frame to a smaller time frame. But the idea is you're plotting the emotional points of buyers and sellers. Now, uh, you connect the closing of the bars, right? You don't want to connect what are called the wicks. The wicks are those little lines that come out of the candlestick or that come out of that, that rectangle. It's those lines that extend out of it. Those are extremes. Those are emotional extremes, but the price always comes back down. Again, we'll talk about those specifics later on. Um, you can also go on investopedia.com and look these things up. Those are the, the textbook definitions. Look up candlestick. It'll talk about candlesticks. They're a Japanese form of measuring. And the wicks, they'll explain that as well for you. 
So the education is out there. You don't have to wait for my episodes, but um, everything I'm saying in this, if you don't understand it, just pause it, go to Investopedia, and look it up. It's right there for you. It's a very great website. So the, we don't mark those as screams. The trend lines only go through closes and opens, right? But particularly closes. Now, the longer the trend line, the more points it connects. That is, again, validating the trend line. So the points of validation are how many times it touches the trend line by price action and the length of it, right? How long it is. Now, if something breaks below a trend line or above a trend line, what that indicates is that there is a, uh, a change in enthusiasm, right? Now, it doesn't mean, to, it doesn't mean you want to jump on and even immediately start selling or immediately start buying. That's not what that means. What it is is a signal. It's one signal. And if you remember when we talked about it in episode 82, right, in getting started with the stock market, the idea is to line up as many things in our favor as possible. So if we've already gone out three or four time periods and come back and decide, okay, we like this. And now we look at the trend lines and the trend lines work. The idea is they're combining things to validate your decision to trade. Everything is, you you don't just decide to trade. You have to trade based on something validating it, right? Giving it purpose. So if something breaks above a trend line, the idea is you're think uh, the thinking is that it's beginning to speed up, right? The trend is broken to the upside, which means people are more enthusiastic about the stock that they're willing to bid or buy it and allow it to go above the current trend. Similarly, the same thing can happen on the downside. If on the way back down, it breaks through that bottom line or that bottom trend line, which we call we call that bottom trend line, um, we'll call the return line, right? So if it's an uptrend, the top line is a trend line, right? That's the trend is up, and that bottom line is where it returns to before it goes up. So if it breaks through that bottom trend line or the return line, the idea is that sellers are still enthusiastic about about the um, the weakening of the price action for that particular security. So they continue to sell. They don't cover. And buyers decide to start selling as well, or they may decide to start selling. Right? So all that, all that means is if something breaks above or below, you want to think in terms of people must be reacting this way. right? Because, again, the trend lines are only indicators. If price decides to go beyond or below the trend line, that's indicative of people, institutions, deciding on something different. They made a different decision, right? Their enthusiasm has changed. Now, you want to wait for a confirmation before you even decide to trade, but that gives you that gives you a signal to start looking at your other indicators to tell you whether or not something is going to continue that action. For instance, if a bank decides to uh, not a bank, if the price action of a bank breaks below a trend line and now is now going down, you use other indicators. You can use fundamental analysis. Was there any news recently about that impacts the bank stocks? Or look at you know other indicators like the MACD or the RSI. Or you could just look at the volume and see how much speed. Now, this is a pro tip. Volume provides a clue to the strength of a trend line violation. What does that mean? If a trend, if a price action breaks above or below a trend, 
the volume will tell you how enthusiastic people are as it relates to that violation. So if it breaks above a trend line and it's now trending faster, if a lot of people aren't there to support it, right, that change in enthusiasm, then it will fail. But if it breaks through and a lot of people join in on the rally or join in on the selling, the volume increases and increases the validity of the move. Now, another pro tip for you. You can extend the trend lines. You can extend the trend lines past where that point is. So if the last high is where I have my final connection to the trend line, I can extend that trend line past to try to anticipate where the trend, the uh, price action will go if and only if the return line holds. So in that example with the Ford, if Ford goes to 10, that comes back to 5, goes to 11, comes back to 6. If it goes to 12, it comes back to 7. I may be able to extend that trend line out because the return line has held and the um, trend continue, seems to continue to go up. So if that trend line is extended, I can assume if my other indicators support my theory, of course, right? We always need to validate that if it bounces off 8, we can assume that it's not going to go to 13, right? If that 8 on the return line holds, or that bottom trend line holds, we can now assume that it's going to go up to the next trend line, right? The ascending trend line. And this works both on the top side and the downside as well. Now, if a trend line is broken, another pro tip is support becomes resistance, which means the ceiling becomes the floor and vice versa. The floor becomes the ceiling, right? If I'm standing, if I'm on a two-room house and I fall through the bottom of the, the hole through the second floor and I fall through, what was you previously my floor now is my ceiling, right? If I'm in a two-story house. Similarly, if I jump through the roof, what was my ceiling now supports me as a floor, right? And that's just a general rule across uh, all kinds of securities because price has memory. Now, forming a tran channel is possible. And for those of us who aren't interested at trading at the extremes, which I think is a skill that you should really try to hone uh, over time and not dabble within now because that's called gambling. If a channel becomes formed, there is a possibility to trade within the channel so that you can stay away from the extremes. So in that instance, when 4 goes to 10, then comes back to 5, and then to 11, then back to 6, then go up to 12, and then to 7, that's a channel. That means anything in between that allows safer trading because you're not trading near the extremes. If the range of the channel is big enough, say from now 10 to 30, 20 points of a move, that allows you anywhere in between there to take off a sizable amount. You can take off one-third of that move and still be 60% away from either extreme. So if you're someone who likes to trade and bite the meat in the middle, which is a popular trading strategy to only take a chunk of profit from the middle and to not risk going and being greedy and going for anything higher or risking anything extra on the back end, that is a very popular trading strategy that becomes possible if you understand trends, understand trend lines, and can now form a channel. And that's just one of the pro tips. And that comes with experience. Now, 
Trend lines can be extremely powerful, but they're also very simple. So I think this is a very good place for us to start our schooling. And that's it for this episode. If you have any questions at all, please, please don't hesitate to give me a call or text me at 786-254-1413. And you can also message the Instagram or Facebook page at Market Adventures Podcast. I've been your host, Alice Cunningham, and I will see you tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.